You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Crowder on the crossover gets it out to Aiden. He'll fire the three. Why not? Ring it up from deep for DA. 35 on the night. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. Lots to get to MLB, MLB Draft coming up this weekend. More on the Open as we give you the updates on the leaderboard here and a lot of NFL as we look forward to the coming season and training camp in a couple weeks. But let's talk some NBA here. Keith Smith about to join us. Keith, uh, a great NBA insider, spot track, Celtics blog, front office show. Um, and we're interested in all these opinions on what's going on for Asia. But specifically, Keith, and welcome to the show, Keith, on the Roman guest line. Keith, the DeAndre Ayton situation yesterday, gigantic offer from the Pacers, the Suns match. And now, what does this mean? Kind of break down for us what this means for the Kevin Durant markets. A lot of our audience bet on where Durant would land. Do you think this takes the Suns out? Does it make it harder for them to still get Durant? Keith, what do you think about how the Aiton situation affects Durant? Yeah, I don't think it takes the Suns out of the mix fully, but it certainly makes things a lot more difficult. Aiton was not only going to be a big part of the talent, uh, you know, offered to the Nets, presumably, but he was also going to be a big part of the matching salary that goes to the Nets. And that's that may be the part where the Suns now will struggle because they can't trade Devin Booker there. You're not going to trade Chris Paul there. Those are your two big salary guys. So then it becomes about cobbling together enough other salary. And that's a little bit hard for the Suns to do now. And if DeAndre is not going to be a big part of that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes uh, moving forward. But my guess would be they're, they're not out of it, but they're very unlikely to be the destination for KD. Keith, what I, what I found so interesting is just team building and where teams believe they are and if they make a move, what sort of tier in the NBA does it bring them to? And more and more, we always think, okay, is that a championship-level move? By adding this player, if it's a significant move where you're giving up a number of assets, are they going to be a two or are they going to be a main cog on a piece of a championship team? Uh, where are you on that? Because I, I think... Most NBA fans now are thinking, okay, is this player going to be on a championship roster? Because if not, I want my team tanking. And no matter how much the NBA wants that to happen, that's not going away. Yeah, I, I think I, I tend to come a little bit more in, in the middle. I, I get it where people say, you know, hey, I don't want to be stuck, you know, in that somewhere between, let's call it 12 in my conference and, you know, maybe, yeah, eight. Uh, there, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's, you know, now I got to get through the play in tournament and, you know, maybe I don't even make the play in tournament, but I'm also not bad enough to get in the mix for the high pick. But I think the flattened out lottery odds 
uh, where now, you know, you, you get down there and the top four picks are decided by the lottery and the top three all have the same odds. It's reduced the need to be, you know, truly terrible. And I think, you know, teams are looking at it and saying, hey, you know, we need to make the best decisions for ourselves. Of course, some teams are still going to take that route. We're seeing the San Antonio Spurs are, are in the midst of that right now. They're, they're basically bottoming out and going to say, hey, you know what, we'll be bad for a year or two here, and we'll, we'll build it back up. Oklahoma City is now kind of on the upswing portion of their process. Orlando, Houston have done that as well. I, I, don't, think there's, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach, because I do think in some markets, um, you know, being competitive year in and year out and hoping, you know, we we just get that one break, you know, where we drafted a guy maybe at 20, but he turns into an all-star. That pushes us atop, you know, the, the conference or into the finals or maybe even we win the finals. I think that's okay, too. I, I don't think it needs to be an all-or-nothing approach for all 30 teams. Mm-hmm. Keith, how much do you think the Gobert trade is now affecting KD's trade movement? Yeah, I think it definitely had an impact. I, I think, you know, when you get a guy like Kevin Durant comes on the market right as free agency's getting cranked up, normally you're going to see that's going to move pretty quickly and he's going to have a new home, uh, you know, there because it's basically going to be, all right, everybody bring your, you know, your best offer right now where we're going to move on this and we're going to go. And I think the Nets um, started that process and then the Gobert trade came and I think the Nets maybe said, uh, is that really your best offer? Because, Look at what Rudy Gobert just went for. And that's not to mean Rudy Gobert. He's a very good player. I think he actually gets underrated by, by folks. You know, I mean, this guy's you know, every year he's in the running for defensive player of the year. He's an all-star level guy. But I do think that there is, you know, a point where, all right, you know, that many draft picks and players and everything else, that becomes really hard and that resets the thinking. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. Now the Jazz have a little bit of a different approach because they're looking at it and saying, hey, if we trade Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, a whole bunch of picks and young players, that's the way we can go. But the Nets seem to have this idea of, hey, we don't want to bottom back out. We, we want to be good still if we trade Kevin Durant. And that's going to be tricky to pull off to get a big package of draft picks plus talent that can keep you a competitive team. Those two things don't often work together. Keith, uh, it's interesting listening to all these trade rumors are out there and people kind of concocting these different potential packages, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant. One thing that keeps coming up is the designated rookie max. And I think it's confusing to a lot of fans and people want to try to figure out where these guys might go. Can you explain that to us, how that works? I know you're only allowed to have two on your team at the same time, but you can't trade for two. Explain that because that comes up a lot. You know, who is eligible? And we know the Nets having Ben Simmons, trading for Ben Simmons, it kind of impacts who they could take back in a potential deal for Durant. Yeah, you're pretty right on it. Um, Basically, the designated rookie, that's the one that allows – players to get the five years, get the full max. Uh, occasionally they qualify uh, for the 30% of the cap tier salary uh, versus the 25% that's you know, often written into those uh, agreements. And what that means is when you have a deal like that, when you get those players, uh, if you draft two of them and they're your own players, great. You're, you're solid. You, you, you signed you know, two guys, you did a good job in the draft, and you're good. Uh, you can also trade for one player like that, which, as you referenced, that's what the Nets did with Ben Simmons. But in an attempt to have some level of competitive balance, the NBA and the uh, NBPA agreed, yeah, we, you can't trade for two, two guys like that. 
because that's how they're trying to, you know, one step towards, hey, let's not stack the, you know, generally these guys are also younger. Let's not stack the young superstars in one place. So that's what they're running into when you hear uh, Kevin Durant would like to go to Miami and one of the logical salary matching, salary matching pieces becomes uh, Bam Adebayo potentially. Well, that can't happen because Ben Simmons is there. Yeah, you you hear you know other destinations. You know where all right, maybe you know Devin Booker gets sent for him uh, from Phoenix. Well, that can't happen because Ben Simmons is there. That's why when you already have one that you acquired by trade, you can't get a second player. Even if you know those teams were willing to do that, it's just not allowed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A lot of things to change. I'm sure the winner of uh, the offseason will be if another team lands Kevin Durant. But the morning of July 15th, uh, are there a couple of teams that stand out, early winners and losers? Yeah, I think what Boston did is really good. I think the ability to get Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari without giving up a single rotation player is huge for for them. They they needed a little bit more uh, steady play, especially off their bench uh, in the NBA Finals. Now they made it to Game 6 of the Finals, so uh, I I don't want to go too far and say they needed a whole lot, but they definitely needed a little bit of that, and that's what Brogdon and Gallinari are going to bring them. Uh, Those two guys are at points in their career where both of them were bought into – Hey, I'm good to come off the bench. You know, this is you know going to be uh, good for me. I think the um, it's being overlooked a little bit because they really only got one player. But I think the LA Clippers um, did well to get John Wall, uh, backup point guard, or potentially maybe even he even becomes a starting point guard uh, there. That was really the only need that team had. They, they've done a really nice job of filling out their roster, uh, you know, with with uh, the guys that they've had. So that's been big. And then beyond that, it was teams, you know, kind of uh, retaining their own guys. So Washington re-signing Bradley Beal, that was a big uh, deal for them. Chicago re-signing Zach Levine. And then Philadelphia, uh, you know, getting James Harden to take a pretty good pay cut uh, in order to bring in a couple guys and P.J. Tucker and Daniel House to flesh out their depth a little bit. That's also going to uh, probably likely look as back at, at that and say that's one of the bigger moves that was made this summer. Uh, what are you expecting from the Nuggets now that they've kind of, you know, made a move with the Wizards and rebalanced a little bit? Yeah, and that's my bad. I shouldn't have left them off the list because they had a great offseason, you know, getting Contavious Caldwell-Pope in that trade, uh, signing Bruce Brown. Their biggest weakness was their perimeter defense, and they went and got two of the better perimeter defenders in the league. And the two guys who also, with their off-ball movement and their uh, spot-up shooting ability, fitting quite well around Nikola Jokic. It's, I, I think when we look back, we're going to see Bruce Brown uh, put up really great numbers because he is one of the best cutters in the NBA, and there's nobody better to play with uh, than Jokic. And then they're going to get Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back on the floor. That's a good, deep team. Uh, they probably go 8, 9, 10 deep 
of quality NBA players. And that's really huge, uh, you know, for them to navigate through what's going to be, you know, a long regular season. And that depth allows them to take their time with Marion Porter. Michael Malone came out the other day and said they'll probably have some minute restrictions to start off the year, but that's okay because they've got enough depth to get through that. So Denver's definitely going to be one of the better teams uh, in the league. It wouldn't be a surprise if they're challenging for the finals at the end of the year. We're talking some NBA with Keith Smith here as we await a Kevin Durant trade. Donovan Mitchell now uh, out there and, and seemingly going to be on the move sooner from the Utah Jazz. So, Keith, if not the Suns or the Heat for KD, where are the other best candidates? Do you think there's a chance he actually stays with the Nets here, which has been brought up a little bit the last couple of days by Brian Windhorst? I, I do think there's a chance that he sticks in Brooklyn for a while longer if it's not one of those teams, which I, there, there will be some you know team we're not talking about right now that'll bust through and will you know make a massive offer to go get Kevin Durant. But I do think that there is a chance that you know barring that he just sticks there for a little bit and, and this thing drags out a little longer because we're seeing these teams just don't seem all that willing to send out you know thirty forty million dollars in salary, which generally means you know one two maybe even three good players plus a you know, whole host of draft picks uh, headed to the Nets' way. So this one may drag out for a while. I, it, I, I repeatedly said last year, there's no way Ben Simmons gets all the way to training camp with the Sixers. That's crazy. You can't do that after a trade request. And How are you going to even open that? And then that dragged out till February. So who knows if that's the way this plays out with Kevin Durant or not. Keith, uh, of course, you follow the Celtics very closely. And in the betting world, it was an amazing story from where they were in January to where they ended up. And it, it was interesting because a lot of the, the analytics community, some of the modelers, they were backing the Celtics very early and telling people that they were clearly worth a bet. Um, just the state of the league. And I, I guess my question is, were the Boston Celtics last year a team that was going through turmoil that people were not considering as as making it as far as they did. Were they the ultimate outlier, or do you just view the landscape as long as KD doesn't go, you know, to, to one of the top teams in the game right now? Do you just view the league as it's pretty wide open? And what once was maybe two to three teams that could win the title, the list is closer to ten to twelve right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that second part. I think it's mm-hmm. 10 to 12 teams, uh, you know, are sitting here today thinking, hey, we have a really good shot at winning this championship this year, not just, you know, building towards it, but actually getting there this year. There's, there's no inevitability felt right now as it was. If we go back five, six years ago with the Warriors and Cavaliers, it was basically something's going to have to go really wrong for those two teams not to get to the NBA Finals. In you had a couple teams that still made runs at them, but for the most part, uh, they kind of dominated through the playoffs and met in the finals uh, for consecutive years. And then, you know, the Warriors went through their little fall off. LeBron moved teams, and, and that kind of started to reset. But right now, it feels like as you look at it, you could have, you know, Boston, Milwaukee. Let's see what Miami does uh, with their roster. Maybe the Heat get back in the mix there. Philadelphia, for sure. Atlanta's going to try to push again, you know, towards something. Um, you know, that's just the East. And then the West, I'm not even going to run through them because it's like eight, nine teams, it feels like. You could, you know, without getting too crazy, say, yeah, I could see them, you know, making a run at the finals. So it, it really is. This is the deepest I can remember the league being in a number of years because the talent mm-hmm. is a little more balanced out. And, and beyond that, this is the most talent I think the league's ever had. 
at any one time. You don't have these teams that are sitting there kind of saying, well, we've got nobody, you know, where we're going to have to, you know, really figure this thing out over a period of a four or five year rebuild. Even the bad teams are kind of on the way up too. So this is a great time for the NBA. It is, and it's fun to watch, fun to track, and fun to follow, fun to bet on. We appreciate it. Keith Smith on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk to Michael Bell. We're excited to have this conversation. Football props, prop betting, Season long, what does he like? What is what doesn't he? And some fantasy as well for football. Michael Beller of the Athletic is going to be with us on the other side. We'll get to baseball as well coming up, including the MLB draft here, which is starts on Sunday. Who will the Orioles take at number one? Where is the value in the betting market? And could they go somewhere that we're not expecting? All that to come right here, at BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.